Welcome to Worldwide Wonderful Women, a podcast for your living in divine power when yours is diminished. A podcast where encouragers receive encouragement. We understand these are hard times. You may find that it is becoming more of a challenge for you to remain strong as you give of yourself continuously. That's why this is the place to join other women globally who face the same challenges as you. So join us regularly to receive biblical insight not to faint, but to stand strong. This is the podcast to be rejuvenated and revitalized. Now, let's join our host, Paula Harris. Hi, it's so good to have you return for episode number 170 of Worldwide Wonderful Women. And the title of this episode is For God So Loved. As I said, what we're going to do this month is to look at the love that God has for us and the love that we should have for one another. I need not tell you that right now in our world, there's a lot of bickering and fighting, backbiting and meanness. And so we need to reflect upon the love of God that we claim to know and to live in. And so I think it's very important because God is love. And if he is in us and we are in him, then that love should be evident. In 1 John chapter 4, verse 7 to 12, it says, Dear friends, let us continue to love one another, for love comes from God. Anyone who loves is a child of God and knows God, but anyone who does not love does not know God, for God is love. God showed how much he loved us by sending his one and only son into the world so that we might have eternal life through him. This is real love, not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son, talking about Jesus Christ, as a sacrifice to take away our sins. Dear friends, since God loved us that much, We surely ought to love each other. No one has ever seen God, but if we love each other, God lives in us and his love is brought to full expression in us. In 1 Corinthians chapter 13, which is sometimes called the love chapter, God explains in more depth what he means by love. It's totally different than what we might think and really It's totally different than anything that we can produce on our own. God is love, and therefore, love is a characteristic of God or explains God's character overall. And so, that we don't get anything wrong, he goes ahead in chapter 13 of 1 Corinthians and explains to us what he is like or who he is, and that As he explains this, he also helps us to understand that we, having his Holy Spirit within us, 
should be living and operating with the same characteristics, especially if we're claiming that God is in us and we are in God. Well, the God in us should be producing this type of character. Now, one thing I want to say, which is so important when you look at the beginning of 1 Corinthians 13, is that God goes ahead and he shows various spiritual gifts that operate within the body of Christ. And he emphasizes that even though we might exercise our spiritual gifts in a dynamic way, if we exercise them without the motivation behind them being love, it doesn't amount to anything. It doesn't mean anything for God's kingdom. It's almost as if like we've done nothing. And I think that's important for us to remember as we live here on earth. I don't care how much good we think we're doing. If love is not a part of it and love is not involved in it, God says it means nothing. So you can claim I'm doing this, I'm doing that, I'm doing that much good or this or that. But if you are not operating in love in connection with what you think you're doing right, then God says, as far as he sees it, it doesn't count for anything. I think that's important. I think that's something that we need to remember because sometimes people are going around and they're saying that the end justifies the mean. That, okay, you know, you're going to get this done. It, love doesn't have to be shown and love doesn't have to be a part of it. But this is for God. And God is like, oh, no, it isn't. Oh, no, it isn't. Because whatever I'm involved in or whatever is done for me, you're going to know that love is there. All right, so now let's look. 1 Corinthians chapter 13. I'll, I'll start at verse 1 and then go up to where I wanted to begin to really look a little bit more in depth into the characteristics of God's love. All right, so chapter 13, verse 1. Though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels and have not love, I am become as a sounding brass or tingling cymbal. And though I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and though I have all faith so that I could remove mountains and have not charity or love, I'm nothing. And though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, and though I give my body to be burned and have not charity, or love, it profited me nothing. It's as if like I've done nothing. So then he goes on beginning in verse four, and he begins to describe what he is like, his characteristics in regards to what love is. Because remember, God is love. Now here is what love looks like. This is how love functions. Charity or love suffereth long. Another translation, instead of saying suffereth long, may say is patient. And what does that mean? It's the capacity to be wronged and not retaliate. It is not being aroused to resentment. In other words, when you suffer long or you're patient, you put up with people even though it would be so much more easier to give up on them. Maybe you feel like, Boy, they are getting on my last nerve, or I'm out of here, or I'm done. When I think about this characteristic in relationship to God suffering long 
or being patient with us? Have you ever seen or thought of a person who received Christ at a very late age in their life? Do you know that God suffered long or was patient with that individual? And even maybe it's you. You know, maybe you didn't get saved at an early age. And maybe through your whole life, God saw the wrong that you did toward him or grieved him with, and yet he was patient and allowed you to live and allowed you to be able to come to a point in your life where you finally realized that he loved you that much and you gave your life to him. Well, God suffers long with all of us. And I think about especially right now with all of the killing, all the backbiting and division, God could just speak and wipe everyone out. But he's being patient and he's given us a chance to repent. Well, then what about us? God's character should be reflected in us. We need to suffer long and be patient with others as well, especially when we're wronged. Maybe you're a parent and you have been waiting for some time to see your son or your daughter finally commit their lives to the Lord. And maybe in the interim they've said or done things that have hurt you. But yet, because of God in you, he gave you the capacity to be patient and to suffer long with another individual just as he has been with us. God's love God himself suffers long, is patient, and asks that we be, not as he commands, that we do the same. Then in 4, it says, not only does love suffer long, but love is kind. Kind has the idea of being useful or treating others well. It is inclined to be of good service to others, not beating someone over the head with a bat or beating them up with your words. Or, or badgering them in some way. God has been so kind to us, and we ought to be kind to others. I cannot begin to express how kind God has been to me personally and to transformed worldwide ministries. He has met all of our needs, and he has taken care of us each time when we've had opposition come up against us, whether as a ministry or even I can talk for myself personally, God in his kindness has made sure that we were protected from the evil one and that whatever need we had, he would raise up someone to meet that need. And so I look at, boy, since 1985, when we first did our first conference, we have lacked no good thing because of God's goodness and favor upon us. Not that we deserve it, not that we're better than anyone else. It's just because we serve a God that is love and he's kind. Now, I've expressed how he's been kind to me. I'm sure you can express how he's been kind to you. And as a result of that, then, are you kind to others? I know for me, I try to be kind to all people. It doesn't matter what they look like, where they've come from. As a matter of fact, our classes and even the conference that we just had in October was such a blessing because there were a multitude of ages there. There were various denominations, races, and cultures. And really, that's a picture of heaven. And my heart's desire 
that we would be kind to all people and not kind to some and mean to others. If we're going to have the love of God flow through us, if we're going to obey his command and be like him on this earth, well then as he has shown kindness to us, we need to show kindness to others. Don't wait on someone to be kind to you. Please, just even this week, reach out in some way and be kind to someone else, especially someone that doesn't look like you or someone who is different from you. Show the love of God to them by being kind. And until we come back together next week, smile, Jesus loves you. Thank you for listening to Worldwide Wonderful Women. We trust you enjoyed the program. Please take a moment to leave us a good rating and review on iTunes to help us continually encourage others around the globe. We also invite you to go to TWMForJesus.org. That's T-W-M like in Mary, F-O-R-J-E-S-U-S dot O-R-G to download your free gift and see other resources to help you live in divine power. And oh, don't forget to tell your friends. Until next time, be strong and of good courage.